0: To glory land It won't be long Until I take the hand Of Jesus Christ With a great big smile We'll sit right down And talk a while Talk a while about
1: the Charles Watson was born again on May 23, 1975 at the California Men's Colony. His transformation can best be described as amazing grace. Here's one of his messages from his early years of ministry. Until I see the man, the Prince of Peace are going to have a good time in the Lord. It's Pentecost. It's time to praise God. It's time to be happy. I tell you, since I gave my life to Jesus, I hadn't been happier since. Amen? I just keep getting happier and happier every day, though. Amen? Amen? Life gets better and better and better. We're going to sing this song, Oh, Come Let Us Adore Him. And hey, that's what we're going to do this morning. We're going to adore Jesus. And I believe as we do that, I believe that His Holy Ghost is going to minister us today. I'm going to teach us and show us our need for him in a greater way
0: oh come let us adore him
1: Thank you for saving my soul, Father. Yes, you're a good God. Thank you for saving my soul. Hallelujah. Yes. Thank
0: you, Lord, for saving my soul.
1: I believe you could get saved in weather like that couldn't you yeah i'll tell you i believe that wind is still blowing you know god's been blowing that wind ever since the day of pentecost that mighty russian white mighty wind is blowing right through here today If you're not saved you can be saved and if you're not filled with the holy ghost and running over you can be more filled today we just have to be willing to receive him that's all Just receive what he's got, that's all. Well, I tell you, you can't receive any better than praising your Father. Praising your Father. We're going to sing that song. Oh, how I love Jesus. And you need to say that with your mouth. Oh, how I love Jesus. And when you begin to say that, God just blows his breath right above you. Amen. Oh, yeah, God loves you to love him. Just like you being a father, enjoy the love of your children. And when they come up and love you, you just pour a little bit more out on them, right? Well, that's the same way with God. God's no different. Well, let's sing to him now, okay? Let's sing to our Father. Just picture yourself as a little child, his son, singing to your daddy, okay? Oh, how I
0: love Jesus. Oh, Say it again, guys. And I love him. Yeah. Me. He, he is so wonderful. And I love him. Because he first loved me. Well, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Let's get all excited. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, I Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Yeah. do, I you, Jesus. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Praise God. You may be seated. Praise God. You know, that's what the apostles were doing. Those 120, they were up in the upper room praising God and the Holy Ghost came. Amen. Amen? Today we're going to talk about walking in the Spirit. You know, you can walk in the Spirit. You can talk in the Spirit. Praise God. But today we're going to talk about walking in the Spirit. How many Baptists we got in here today? Well, you know the Baptists—they believe in baptism in water. How many Pentecosts we got in here today? Pentecostals. Well, the Pentecostals—they believe in baptism in fire. And you put the two together, and they steam right on along. What do you think about that? <laughs> and all the rest of us that aren't Pentecostals or Baptists—we just get right on the train with them and just steam right along along with them. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, I believe, I was thinking as I was meditating on what to preach on, you know, there's a thousand sermons, and I believe there's a sermon for every preacher this Pentecostal morning for the people of the congregation that he's ministering to, and I believe that God has a message for you today, and it would be walk in the Spirit, walk in the Spirit. Let's turn to Galatians chapter 5, beginning with verse number 16, Galatians 5, 16, talking about walking in the Spirit. How many want to walk in the Spirit? You know, if you begin to walk in the Spirit, it don't mean that you're not going to have any problems and that you're not going to have any persecution or that you're not going to be tempted by the old devil. But it means that you're going to be able to overcome in life if you continually desire and yield yourself to the walk in the Holy Ghost, to the walk in the Spirit. And in Galatians chapter 5, as our scripture reading this morning, I'd like for every one of you to turn to it. It says, this I say then, Paul speaking, and remember he was speaking to Christians here like I'm speaking to you today. And I believe that the Holy Ghost that spoke through Paul today as I read these words will speak to you. And it says here in Galatians chapter 5, 16, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill The lust of the flesh. If you walk in the Spirit, you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. You want to know the secret of staying out of prison? You want to know the secret of walking victoriously? Walk in the Spirit. Walk in the Spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against, another version says, opposes the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh or opposes the flesh. In other words, the old flesh, the old human nature that you've been walking in all of your life is still constantly trying to get you as a new creation in Christ to do things that it wants to do. The flesh lusts or opposes your spiritual nature that you're walking in today, but the spiritual nature also opposes the flesh, glory to God. And I believe that that spirit that inside of you, it is greater than he that opposes you. And I believe it has power over the flesh that tries to come after you. I believe that no demon in hell shall be able to prevail against the church that is full of the Holy Ghost. It says here, the one is contrary to the other. In other words, the flesh and the spirit is in conflict with the other constantly. So that you would do the things that you would. No, it doesn't say that. So that you cannot do the things that you would. When you desire to walk spiritually, here the old flesh will be there all the time trying to get you to walk the way he wants you to walk. And when you're walking in the flesh, here the spirit will be there trying to get you to walk the way he wants you to walk. Well, we know who we want to walk like. We want to walk in the spirit. Because the next verse says, but if you be led or guided by the spirit, You are not under the law or subject to the law. I believe that if you walk by the Spirit that you can go out of these gates and that you're not going to be coming back to prison. I believe that you can walk out of these gates in the power of the Holy Ghost being led by the Spirit, being full of the Word, being full of prayer. Glory to God, and I believe you'll stay out there because when you walk in the Spirit, you're not subject to the law. Don't mean that you don't have to keep the law, but it means that if you're walking in the spirit, you're going to automatically be keeping the law. You're not going to have to worry about keeping the law. All you got to do is just keep the spirit, walk in the spirit, and you won't be fulfilling the lust of the flesh. Now, the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. Now, see if you recognize yourself in any of these. These are 17 evil works of the flesh. In other words, these are sins that try to come in, little demons that try to come in and attack your mind and try to get you to do things contrary to the Holy Ghost that lives inside of you. They are temptations that come at you and speak to you and imaginations that hit your mind and try to get you to go and do them instead of doing what the Spirit would tell you to do. That's why the Spirit is greater in you and needs to be greater in you. It goes on to say, the first one is adultery. I think you know what that is. Fornication. Any sexual sin. Uncleanness. Lasciviousness, which is lustfulness or impurity or indecency. Idolatry, the worship of idols. Witchcraft, which includes sorcery and drugs. Hatred, variance, which is a strife. Emolations, which is jealousy. Wrath, which is anger. Do you see yourself in any of these? Are you ever attacked by any of these? Strife, or we could say rivalries between Christians. Seditions or divisions. Hearsays, which is sex or the party spirit. Envyings, murderers, drunkenness, or we could say alcoholics or alcoholism. Revealing, which is rioting, and such like of which I tell you before, as I have also told you in times past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. These 17 sins here, are 17 influences of the devil would try to come in and attack you and overcome you and the Spirit that lives inside of you. It is constantly, they are constantly coming at you. When you get out of prison, when you're in prison, you're going to constantly be hit by imaginations that you're going to have to be strong in the Spirit to cast down. Temptations will be coming at you. It goes on to say, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, or patience, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, or self-control. Against such there is no law. If you're walking in these fruits of the Spirit, you're not going to be coming back to prison. It goes on to say, and they that are Christ have crucified the flesh, which with the affections and the lust are the passions, appetites, and desires. And if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. You're living in the Spirit. How many Christians have we got here today? You're living in the Spirit. You are living in the Spirit. You have been born again. You become a new creation. You've been made right with God. You have the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You're sons of God. You're the temple of the Holy Ghost. You're somebody. You're living in the Spirit. But now, not only living in the Spirit, you need to walk in the Spirit. Walk in the Spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. That's the secret. Walking In the Spirit. There's also other things that come at you, such as fears, depression, tensions, all kinds of pressures, all kinds of anxiety will try to come at you and get you defeated to a place to where you will not be an effective Christian, but the solution to that is to walk in the Spirit. Walking in the Spirit is a way of life. Walking in the Spirit is the way Christians are to walk. We're to walk in love and joy and peace towards God. We're to walk in patience. We're to walk in other fruits, gentleness and goodness towards our brother. We're to walk in faith. We're to walk in meekness. And we as an individual is to have self-control in our life daily to walk in these things, to carry out our life in those things, to abide in those things, to live in those things, to live in the Spirit, to live in the Word, to live in prayer, to live in victory, to live in the heavenly places, glory to God, where Christ has set us. Christ has given us the ability to walk in the Spirit by giving the Holy Ghost. It's like a little kid he reaches up and grabs his daddy hand his daddy just leads him right on along well the Holy Ghost grabs your hand today and he leads you right on along leads you and guides you in the way you should go but you got to give him your hand you got to give him your hand and <laughs> yield to the Holy Ghost you got to yield to the Word of God you got to yield to prayer so you got to do something God has done all he's going to do he's poured out his wind and that wind is blowing glory to God and now you just have to receive it just like you received Jesus when you receive Jesus, you got born again, received the Holy Ghost, glory to God, but there's more. There's more. Having the Spirit of God to take over every thought in your mind so that when a thought of idolatry, of fornication, of lasciviousness, of any kind of thought that is from the devil that would try to come at you, your mind is so catered up with the Spirit of God that, praise God, you've overcome by the Spirit of His might. Think in the Spirit of God at all times. 100%. Think in the Word of God. Think in the love of God. Think in the peace of God. Think in the joy of God. Think in the fruits of the Spirit. That's who we are. That's what we're to do. Not only live in the Spirit and be a born-again Christian, but walk in the Spirit. Those are two different things. Walking and living is two different things. You can be living in the Spirit and not walking in the Spirit. These Galatians, they were Christians, they were living in the Spirit, but they weren't walking in the Spirit. They were having all kinds of trouble in their church. Going after other false doctrines, believing that it took the works of the law to be saved. No, live in the Spirit and also walk in the Spirit. Walk in the Spirit, walk in love, walk in joy, walk in peace, walk in all the fruits of the Spirit. In Joel, Joel the prophet prophesied in 2.28, and it shall come to pass in the last days that I will pour my spirit down upon all flesh. Did you know it's here right now? The Holy Ghost is here. It's available. It's in your presence right now. It's here to give you a new spirit. To take that old garbage, sinful, dead spirit out of you and give you a live Holy Ghost spirit by making you a new creation. The Holy Ghost, through the Word of God, through the anointing of God, through the power of God, can give you a new thought life. You can be so charged up in the Holy Ghost when you walk out those doors, you'll be thinking spirit, you'll be walking spirit, you'll be doing spirit. Glory to God. And when that thought of adultery or drunkenness or any kind of thought of adultery comes to your mind, you'll cast it down in the name of Jesus and won't go for it. Because you're full of the Holy Ghost, walking in the power of his mind. Ezekiel the prophet said in chapter 36, 25, Then I will sprinkle clean water upon you, talking about the Holy Ghost, and you shall be clean from all your filthiness. How many clean ones have we got in here today? Hallelujah. He sprinkled it, hasn't he? And from all your idols. Did you ever used to have any idols? You've been clean from all those idols. Glory to God will I cleanse you. A new heart also will I give you. He'll give you a new mind. He'll give you new thoughts and new feelings. And then he went on to say, and a new spirit will I put within you. Hallelujah. That spirit's within us now. We are the temples of the Holy Ghost. Know you not that you're the temple of the Holy Ghost? Jesus dwells in you by his spirit. Amen. Within you. He says, I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh and I will give you a heart of flesh and I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you shall keep my judgments and do them. Glory to God. Walk in statutes. If you're walking in God's statutes when you get outside, you're not going to have to worry about man's statutes. If you're walking in the love of God when you go outside, you're not going to have to worry about man's statutes. If you're walking in the fruits of the Spirit when you go outside, you're not going to be coming back because you're going to be loving and having joy and peace and meekness and gentleness with your brother and you're going to be walking in self-control and be able to control those old fleshly desires that the devil would try to put on you. Walk in the spirit and not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Isaiah the prophet said, for I will pour upon you that is thirsty and floods upon the dry ground. Was there any thirsty ones that God poured his spirit upon here today? Were there any of you that had dry ground? I will pour my spirit upon thy seed and my blessing upon thine offspring. John the Baptist said, I indeed baptize you with water unto to repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Speaking of Jesus of Nazareth. Amen. Poured out his Holy Ghost. If you would turn with me to John. Chapter 14, verse number 16. Jesus speaking to his disciples before he went to be with the Father and poured out his Holy Ghost, teaching them a few things that was going to happen later that they could receive at this present time. And in John fourteen sixteen. Jesus said, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter. Well, we know that has been given now. In other words, he was going to give another counselor of the same kind. He was going to give one who is called alongside to help you, to counsel you, to empower you, and to give you an ability to do the works of the Spirit. To be able to walk in the spirit. The comforter. Got him right beside you right now. You not only got him beside you. You got him inside you. Got him inside and out. (laughs) Goes on to say here. That he may abide. Word abide means to live in. That he might live in you. That he might remain in you. That he might continue in you. Forever. Forever. Forever even the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth Him not. Now if the world sees Him, you can receive Him. You saw Him, didn't you? You saw the truth. The truth sets you free. Amen. Because it seeth Him not, neither knoweth Him. You know the truth. The truth sets you free, hasn't it? But you know Him... For He dwelleth with you, talking to the disciples, because He had not yet come yet. The Holy Ghost was not there on the day of Pentecost yet because it had not happened. So the Holy Ghost was with them, but He said, going on, and shall be in the future, see, in you. I will not leave you comfortless I will come to you. Yet a little while and the world seeth me no more. But you see me because I live, you shall also live. At that day you shall know that I am in the Father. That Jesus is in the Father. That Jesus was from the Father. That he was in the Father. That the things he spoke was from the Father. And you and me You know how you get in Jesus? Believe in His death. Believe in His burial. Believe in His resurrection. Be in Christ. Be in what He did. Be in Him. Be in His resurrection. Be in His victory. Be in His crucifixion. Be in the heavenly places in Christ. Says you in me and I in you. You in me and I in you. That's what has happened. You're in His resurrection. And then He poured down His Holy Ghost glory to God. And now He's in you. You're in his resurrection, and he's in you. Praise God. After the resurrection of Jesus, and before the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, These words were spoken. Jesus Christ went on to the cross counseling the disciples of what was to come. He went to that cross. He was nailed on that cross. He went down into that grave after dying. He boxed the ears of the devil. He took the keys of sin and death for you and for me, paraded around the kingdom of Satan and took his authority away and resurrected and said, I'm alive, 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 alive forevermore glory to God, I have the keys of sin and death in the grave. Amen. Went up to be with the Father and poured out his Holy Ghost upon all mankind. But before he did that, he continued to speak to the apostles. To the disciples, I should say. In Luke 24, 49, he said, And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. But tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. Remain in the city of Jerusalem until you be clothed with that power that is from on high. They needed the power. Verse number 53 of Luke 24 says, And they were all continually in the temple praising and blessing God. You want to receive more of the Holy Ghost? Just continue to praise God and bless God. Then in Acts chapter 1, verse number 8, it says, but you shall receive power, dunamas, dynamite power, after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the world. You shall receive power. Power not only to witness, but first of all, power to live an overcoming life. Before you can witness, you gotta be overcoming. Before you can witness to others and tell them about Jesus, you gotta be walking in the Spirit yourself. You can't be walking in the flesh and go up and tell somebody about Jesus, they'll laugh at you. Walking in the Spirit. The Holy Ghost gives you the power to walk in the Holy Ghost. You'll be clothed with this Holy Ghost. You'll be clothed with the Spirit of God. Clothed with power from on high. The power of the Holy Ghost. When it comes upon you, you shall be witnesses. You shall be willing to be martyred for Jesus Christ. You shall be willing to lay down your life for the Lord Jesus Christ and to move out in power, power, power to lay down the same message that you have received. That is the death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus Christ and the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. You have power to give what you have. If you don't have something, you can't very well give it, can you? If you don't have salvation, it's hard to give it in ministry to someone else. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, it's very hard for you to minister to someone else. You gotta have what you got in order to give it to someone else. You gotta have the victorious life. And you have it, just receive it by faith. Receive the power of God. We read this morning in Acts 2, chapter 1, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven. The Holy Ghost comes from heaven as of a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the house where they were sitting, and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire. And it sat on each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance spirit Spirit Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, filled with the Holy Ghost, begin to minister in power, and to give that which he had received, if you knew Peter before he received the Holy Ghost, and many of you do because you've read of Peter's life in the pages of this Bible here. You will know that Peter denied Jesus three times. You know that he was not a very faithful man. You know that Jesus had to pray for him. You know that Peter allowed the cock to crawl three times denying Jesus. You know the type of person that Peter was. He didn't have a lot of faith. To walk as Jesus wanted him to walk. Why? Because he didn't have the Holy Ghost yet. He had Jesus with him, but Jesus wasn't inside of him yet. He was still trying to walk in accordance with the Old Testament covenant of the law upon his own power. But Jesus knew that it was going to take the Holy Ghost for them to have the ability to be able to walk in the Spirit. And Peter was there willing with the other 120 and Mary to receive the Holy Ghost. And he received the Holy Spirit power and he began talking about Joel's prophecy that in the last days the Spirit shall be poured down. And the first thing that he began to preach was the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He said, Jesus of Nazareth, who was approved by God, you crucified Him, you slain Him, whom God has raised from the dead. God raised Him from the dead. Being by the right hand of God, exalted, having received of the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost, and now He shed it forth, this which you now see and hear. It's from Jesus. They were convicted to a such degree because of the crucifixion of Jesus and because of what they had done to Jesus and because of what they had set back and allowed to happen. They were so convicted that Peter gave them the closing of the message and said, repent. Change your way of thinking about Jesus. Change your way of thinking about the Holy Ghost. Repent repent in Acts 2.38 and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus repent and believe in the death the burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ repent and believe that you were crucified with him that you were dead on that cross with him to your old life. repent and believe that he went down into the grave and was buried and resurrected for you and gave His life for you, and got life for you, and got victory for you, believe, be baptized into Christ Jesus. In other words, be baptized into what He did. Believe in everything that Jesus Christ did, and you shall be saved. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins. Jesus came to do away with your sins, to make you right with God. There wasn't any way and there's not any way that any of you can get right with God other than through the person of Jesus Christ. You have to get on board with Christ in order to be right with God. You receive the remission of sins through Jesus Christ and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for the promise is unto you and to your children and to all them that are far off, even as many as the Lord thy God shall call. The promises to everybody. Believe in Jesus and receive the Holy Ghost. Repent. Change your mind about Jesus. Many of you have done that this morning. But there's more to it. See, the Bible doesn't stop there. There were 3,000 people that day that got saved, and then in verse number 40, it says, Then they that gladly received the word, they were baptized. You need to be baptized. And we don't charge five packs to baptize you over here, we do it free. Amen. Praise God. And you get a certificate free too. Praise God. But if you want our seal, it'll cost a box. (laughs) Praise God. But it goes on to say here in verse 41, And the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls because of that Pentecostal sermon of Peter's. And they continued steadfastly. Now here's what they have to do. You have to continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine or teaching and fellowship and breaking of bread and prayer. That tells me that I need to continue in the Word of God. I need to continue in fellowship. I need to continue in breaking of bread. And I need to continue in prayer because I know that when I continue in the Word of God, I know the truth greater and greater and greater and greater and it sets me free. Because if the Son shall set you free, I shall be free indeed. That's why we walk in this liberty today. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Free in the Spirit but if you don't walk in the word and you never pick up your bible you never prayer or fellowship or get into the teachings of the apostles or get into the word of god in other words you're going to be in bondage you're not going to know you've been set free by jesus and you don't have to be you can be full of the holy ghost and be free continue the son sets you free you're free indeed The truth. You shall know the truth, and the truth sets you free. And the truth is in John, first John 3:8 that the Son of God was manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. That's the truth. The Son of God, say that the Son of God was manifest or was revealed that He might destroy the works of the devil. Got a couple of more scriptures here for you now in Galatians chapter 1, verse number 4. Galatians 1 4. Jesus, who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God and our Father. It is the will of God that you be delivered from this present fleshly evil thinking world. And the way you do that is to receive Jesus Christ who gave Himself that you might be delivered and rescued from this fleshly evil world. It's been done. You receive Him, you've been delivered. You continue in the Word of God and you stay delivered. You continue to walk in the Spirit, you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Because as you continue... You know the truth. You continually know the truth. And you continually to be set free by walking in the Spirit of the living God. Paul in Galatians 5, flip a few pages, chapter 1, he says, Galatians 5, 1, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Many of you this morning are entangled with the yoke of bondage. You're allowing the yoke of bondage to entangle you and to entice you and to pull you off into its garbage. And if you continue to do it, when you go out these gates, you're going to come right back. I'm not trying to speak prophecy on any of you. It's just an established fact that every one of you, when you go out that gate, you're not going to stay out that gate. The Word here tells us to stand fast in the liberty wherein Christ has made us free. Glory to God. And be not entangled in the yoke of bondage. Don't be entangled in the yoke of bondage. The Word tells us here also in 5-6 of Galatians that this freedom, that this liberty that we have to walk in the power of the Holy Ghost, to walk in victory by continuing the Word, prayer, and fellowship, works by love, works by loving, works by loving. That love is a fruit of the Spirit of God. You've got to be up and standing and erect in the Spirit of God walking that straight and narrow path, letting that faith that you have in the resurrection work by love. Paul goes on to say in verse 13, for brethren, you have been called unto liberty. Only use not your liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. For all the law is fulfilled in one word. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Glory to God. You've been called to walk in love. You've been called to walk in the Spirit. You've been called to walk in the Word. We've all been called to do that. Amen? Walking in love. Paul said to be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might, to stand fast in faith, to stand fast in love, to stand fast in liberty, to stand fast in power, to stand fast in joy, to stand fast in peace, to stand fast in gentleness, to stand fast in faith, to stand fast in all the fruits of the Holy Ghost and you will be free. Put on the whole armor of God that you'll be able to stand against the devil. The walls and the intentions and the influences of the devil that would try to come in and cause you to walk in the flesh. You've got to be strong in the power of his might and put on the full armor of God. The Scripture's going to tell us in Ephesians 6, 10 through 18 that we need to put on our breastplate of righteousness. Breastplate of a right standing with God. We need to put our loins girded about with truth. The truth that Jesus Christ rose from the dead and set us free and made us a lover. We need to put our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. The gospel is love. Walk in love. Amen. With our breastplate of righteousness. With the truth girded about. Walk with our helmet of salvation, glory to God. Walk with our head covered with the Word, with the love of God. Walk with our sword of the Spirit, amen? Walk with our shield of faith. Walk in love. Walk in the Spirit. Walk in the full armor of God. And you know what I believe the full armor of God is? The full armor of God is the love of God. God sent Jesus, glory to God, and the great love of God went to the cross and destroyed the works of the devil. And as we walk in that love, as we walk in that armor, glory to God, the old devil will try to come in and put all those sins of the flesh on us and we won't be going for them and he'll have to run. We'll pull out our sword of the Spirit, glory to God, and bam over the head with it. Amen. Glory to God. The sword of love. Amen. The love of God. The love of God fulfills the law. Amen. Walking in victory, walking in power, walking in the spirit of God. Begin now. Begin getting close to God right here in this institution. Begin getting into the Word, learning the Word, getting more spiritual in your thinking. Getting more loving, letting more fruits come off your life all the time in everything. Letting the love of God rule your heart. Letting the resurrection rule your life, letting the power of God be so abundant in your life that you're overflowing with it and running out, so that when the devil tries to come, he meets the Spirit of God head on and has to bow down to the face of God Almighty Himself. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Well, praise God. If there's any of you here today that Needs anything from the Lord that you think that we guys up here that that walk in the spirit that would like to we'd like to help you to to receive those things that you need. Whether it's salvation, whether it's healing, whatever it is, we believe in it. We believe that God has given power to his church. We don't believe that he's holding any of it back. I do believe that you can grieve the Spirit and cause God not to work in your life like He would want to. You can quench the Spirit. You can, you can take a fire extinguisher and put out the Spirit in your life by letting the sins of the flesh come in. But I believe as you humble yourself to God and confess those sins and repent of those sins and change and go in the other direction, the minute that you decide to do that, I believe that you start all over. 100%. I believe that you start all over in your walk as soon as you humble yourself to God and say, Father, forgive me of those things. I repent and change my mind and turn in the other direction. And I receive a new and fresh anointing to walk forth in the Spirit of God, the power of love, to sin no more. Make that your declaration this morning. If you need prayer this morning, I'd like to ask that you come forward right now. We're going to be handing out certificates in a minute to the men who have finished the evangelical training class, but I just want to give you a minute. If you need prayer, if you need salvation, if you haven't been walking the way you should walk, and if you want to rededicate your life to the Lord, I just want you to come down. I'm not going to take very long because we've got things we've got to do. But the greatest thing that we need to do right now is to get those things off our back that's causing us not to walk in the power of God. We need to get them off our back. We need to start afresh right now in Jesus' name. We need to allow God to do a work right now in the name of Jesus. Thank You, Jesus. He's here to wipe out all sin by you acknowledging the fact that you need Him and that only Him can do it, Jesus Christ, you'll be cleansed of all the things that are defeating you just by acknowledging it and by asking Him to forgive you. Say this, say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask for Your forgiveness. I have not walked the way that You desire me to walk, entirely. I have missed the mark. I have allowed sin to come into my life. But I right now repent and change my mind about those sins. And I say, Father, forgive me for those things that I allowed Satan to do. I ask that You forgive me of all the sins of the flesh with your blood that you shed upon Calvary I thank you for doing that because I have a sincere heart right now and I want you to do this for me greater than anything in this whole wide world forgive me right now I desire to start over afresh and be the man that you want me to be. I receive your Holy Spirit on this Pentecostal day to be able to walk in your power, in your love, and in the way you desire me to walk. I yield my life to you 100%. I walk the way you want me to walk and I resist the way that any other power or that any other thought would desire for me to walk that's contrary to you. In the name of Jesus, I resist the wicked one and I yield my life wholly to the person of Jesus Christ. God. Oh, glory to God. You've made a commitment now. It's up to you to walk in the Spirit, to get into the Word, to stay in prayer, to stay in fellowship, to stay in the Apostles' teachings, to do the things of the Spirit. God has given you the power. Praise God. I'm going to ask Brother Joe now to... Let's sing that song. Jesus
0: is the answer for the world today. Without him, there's no other. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the answer for. Without him there's no other, Jesus is the way, Jesus is the answer, let's all stand for the world today, yeah, without him there's no other, Jesus is the way, yeah, Jesus is the answer. For the world today. Yeah. Without Him, there's no other. Jesus is the way. Yeah. Woo. Jesus is the way.